everybody, and welcome back to the Hearthstone Podcast, hosted by Chandler and Daniel Pack. Oh, wow, you had to drop my full name in there, huh? <laughs> oh, yes, every single time. Uh, Today we'll be covering the, 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 what's, what's the expansion called? The new expansion? I have no idea it's what Hearthstone is, actually, the, so. The Grand Tournament! Okay, guys, welcome back to Desire the Fire Podcast. This is Chandler and, um, Mr. Peck. I'm just really confused now. How about now. that? How about that? How's, how's that? Well, since the name's already been dropped, um... Hi everybody. Well, they don't they don't know how to spell your name. It's kind of confusing, you know. It's like B A K E D A N E E L B A K E. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how you spell it. <laughs> yes. So you can look me up on Facebook. Watch there's some dude get, getting like random friend requests. Hey, this Daniel <laughs> Bake, <laughs> Mister Bake some pie. All right, guys. So we are back from missions officially and. We actually recorded this episode twice. But the first one didn't work out so well. This is actually the third time we're trying now. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows that. It just looks like we we got lazy and um we just didn't record for a couple of weeks. We got we got we got hacked by um anonymous. No, they don't care about us yet. <laughs> they don't care about us yet. Ooh. What does that mean? Hopefully they'll never care. <laughs> I'd rather Hopefully stay under they'll their radar. Never care. Okay, so uh, we're back from missions. Uh, how are you feeling, Daniel? You've been gone for a long time, actually. Yeah, you know, I'm at home finally, and it's been like two months since I've just sat at home. And there is no place like home, you know, uh, to quote Wizard of Oz. You mean the girl with the red shoes? Yes, Dorothy. Do you want to be like her? Um, wouldn't mind traveling to a different world. Is she your hero? I've tried different countries now. Is she your hero? No. If anything, I think the uh, the scarecrow is pretty cool. What the scarecrow? Wait, he has no um brain, no soul, no brain. <laughs> you have no soul. What? What? You have no you have no brain. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Scarecrow doesn't have the brain. Cowardly lion doesn't have a. <laughs> I don't know what he doesn't courage. have. Courage. He doesn't have courage. And then the Tin Man doesn't tin have a man. heart. Yeah, yeah. So you want to be a guy with no brains? Well, because he's like invincible, dude. You can't kill him. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Uh, oh, I guess you could set him on fire, but like... <laughs> set him on fire. No. You could shoot him and it won't matter, dude. You could shoot him. Actually, that comes out in a... It, it, it's a it's part of the plot in uh, Wicked, which is the prequel to Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? Is that they're afraid that they killed this guy, but because he's made out of straw, he can't get stabbed to death. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but like nobody cares about the fight scene in, in Wicked. You know, it's a musical. I've so. never, I've never actually watched it. Oh. Um, right now I'm imagining like like Jet Li going like crazy and like House of Flying Daggers, like warriors flying from stage to stage, <laughs> and crazy. Oh, never mind. All right, so Daniel, mm -hmm. how how did it how how did it go at missions? Uh, well, we were like uh, secret agents out there. We kind of had to like dodge spies and uh, did you, go into did undercover you, hotels and did yeah. uh, the 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 scarecrow power come useful because you almost got stabbed? Well, nobody shot at me, but <laughs> it would have it would have been a problem if I didn't have a brain. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So where did you go again? Well, I can't. I don't know if I can say anymore because uh, we had to leave to the there? country 
because of uh, security reasons. Yeah. Well, we can be there, but we can't be doing what we were doing there, if that makes sense. Okay. So you must have been in Hawaii. No, next door to uh, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Kind of hard to share the gospel to the sharks. Oh. They, One of them must they, have gotten revenge on that professional surfer. And, and uh, I'm sure they had they had guns that they could have shot you with. Yeah. <laughs> Gun. Uh, no, sharks with uh, laser beans attached to the forehead. You, do you know that reference? I don't know that reference at all. Austin Powers? No? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but that's <laughs> totally not something you should refer to. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> But I'm 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 I was hearing that it was good overall, and you ended up somewhere else. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we ended up in Thailand, which is that's I can say that, and that's not a problem. But no, it was good. Um, despite the setback, uh, it's a crazy story. If do I have like a minute just to share really quickly? I I give you two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. So my team was originally assigned to Cambodia, and we we're supposed to go to Cambodia for missions, but. We ended up going, they, they couldn't take us. And I'm trying to talk really fast here, but they couldn't take us. You can slow down so a little up, bit. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up going to another country, uh, the, the one that we were, were secondly assigned to. And because of security reasons, we couldn't go there. But we ended up in Thailand of all places, right? And uh, in Thailand, we had this uh, out- outreach. Uh, it was a, we called it American Night because we held it on the 4th of July. And so... Um, as we were sharing the gospel there, um, it was the funniest thing because we couldn't cr- cook like hamburgers and stuff, even though it's American night. And what, what really is American food? You know, if you start asking people, uh, America doesn't really have like an iconic, f- uh, not like a food that you would attribute to America. You know, like pizza is technically Italian hamburgers from like Germany or something. And so, you know, we're like, okay, why don't we just exercise some liberties with this? Uh, we cook Korean food. Uh, we made a uh, bibimbap, and then um, we invited a lot of the friends in, in in the university. And the funny thing is that instead of native Thai students coming, there are a lot of international students that came, kind of like what, what it's like here in America, you know. And so we had Chinese, we had Singaporean, we had Cambodian, we had a few Thai, and we even had an American person there. And so uh, it was like this melting pot of an outreach and. It was actually the Cambodian students that all either were already Christian or came to receive Christ that night. Wait, wait so you so had like Westminster out there? What, what do you mean Westminster? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope somebody's laughing because I don't get that joke. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, no, it was cool because, you know, our original field was Cambodia. And we actually got to share the gospel to four Cambodians that were at our outreach. And it kind of felt like God was bringing that whole missions full circle, you know, from the beginning. And so we got to see the sovereign hand of God working way beyond what we could have ever imagined uh, out in those out in those circumstances. That's amazing. So you it went is. to Thailand and talked to non-Thai people. <laughs> and shared the gospel and they came to Christ. Amazing. amazing. It is. Amazing. <laughs> you sound a little jaded there. <laughs> as if like this is an everyday occurrence. <laughs> No, man, it's amazing. You went to Thailand, but you ended up talking to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Usually you go to a country and you talk to the country people, you know? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the gospel to all nations, if you will, I guess. To all nations, and you go... He he took you to a nation and he brought the nations to you. Pretty much, dude. That's, <laughs> a good, that's really poetic. Uh, I like that. So, uh... I know that's over two minutes, but uh, you want to recap yours real quick? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. So I went to El Salvador, and um, 
it was it was pretty awesome. We're actually gonna go back again next year, um, in about a year from now. The same thing. Um, yeah, the week after Fourth of July though this time. So um, we're gonna go and we're gonna see everything again. Um, probably not gonna go to the same village because uh, somewhere else needs a well, you know. Yeah, because they don't need it anymore, right? Yep. Yep. So, uh, dude, let me tell you, digging a well is no joke. I think the first day when it's just all dirt coming in, yeah. like your mouth and stuff, and it's like you you dig the hole and it blasts all the dirt out, and you're like nice. sitting in front of the thing trying to dig it out, and you're breathing it all in, and it just had black. Black snot everywhere, and it was uh, it was quite the experience. I think I might take like a gas mask next time so that um, a full mask might be even better. Well, so you guys didn't have like uh, like you know those uh, in like China. We had like SARS Korea? masks, yeah. We had yeah, SARS, SARS masks. masks. Yeah. Did you guys use those or? Yeah, we did, but it didn't really help. Oh. What actually helped the most was um, earplugs because the machine was like bam, 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 bam. But uh, mm. more than that, because the dirt shooting out, and then you look away. And if we didn't have earplugs in, all that dirt would have gone in our ear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the SARS mask was more for like blocking the the dirt coming out at you. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was good. We we hit water on the second day of drilling. Um, mm-hmm. So it usually takes three days to get the water to come out. Mm. But um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I got. I actually finished the YouTube videos uh, recapping everything for, from El Salvador on my YouTube channel. Oh, cool. So this okay. is my shameless plug. If you check out, um, if you go to YouTube and search um, C-H-N-D-L-R, so it's Chandler without any of the vowels, mm-hmm. my channel will actually pop up, the first result now. Okay. If you click on my channel, you'll see um, El Salvador videos. Um, they're broken up, down by day, so it's a day recap to cool, give cool. people an idea of what's going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have other, other stupid game videos on there that i play and <laughs> i have uh, the korean hunger games uh, so uh what we'll do is uh we'll link it either on the the post it on the facebook post itself or on the comment section just so anyone can just click it if they're interested in seeing what happened during your missions uh i, I, I guess we could do that i'm kind of um i'm kind of shy still <laughs> oh dude you guys can all get to see what chandler actually looks like and you're gonna think he looks like that's funny, man. I troll your Facebook posts all the time, and I'm sure they click on my my name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Huh? I never even I'm, thought about I'm that. I'm your I'm your number one troller. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, your your wife always uh, calls me out on my uh, my typos and stuff too. <laughs> really? You know, it's funny. funny though because I always knew your wife to be someone who was terrible at type or spelling as well. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> she, she used to like when we were back in school Legendary. together. She would write Legendary. stuff on the board. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is she trying to write? <laughs> but now she's calling me. I was like gospel Dude, revenge right there. The af- justice. Af- after she um, got her MBA and she was uh, she's been writing a lot of essays. Yeah. She she exponentially got better. Like when she first started uh-huh. and then I started like proofreading her stuff mm-hmm. and helping her. And then at the end, like I wasn't really doing anything where I like I was proofreading stuff. And then I would make suggestions like, no, 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 no this is better. I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead then. <laughs> But yeah, she's uh she's she's quite gotten much better and she's she got the skills. That's US education for you. US education. She it actually to, does something. Uh, no, it's more <laughs> private school education, let's be honest. That's funny. But yeah, um whatchamacallit? We went to missions, I guess that's what we were talking about. <laughs> and uh while we were at missions, this is actually what our topic's about today. Um uh what got me thinking was I, I wasn't really surrounded by children, but I did interact with them outside of the drilling parts of it. 
And uh, it got me thinking about like how, how the living conditions of um, these children. And I wasn't able to be uh, the last time I was really, I guess, exposed to children um, outside of or within missions was uh, probably before CCC. Am I allowed to say that? Um. The, yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, uh, you mean as in like uh, in terms of missions or what? No, 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 no. no. But um, okay. Forget interacting it, with kids like VBS type of thing or kind of, kind of. I okay. did. Inter- I did. We did go to Alaska one time with church, but yeah. um, we did VBS during that time. It's okay. a little bit different, but so this is like more before college. You're saying basically. Yeah, before college. Okay. You know, when you go to like Mexico, or I went to um, I went to Cambo one year, and that's where I met. Yeah interacted with them a lot oh uh, damn <laughs> never mind i but, thought you were gonna say something else uh, but it's been a while and uh you know after college after a few years out, out of college and stuff and getting married um it got me thinking about like these children have their lives to li- live you know like during college you're thinking oh, i gotta live my life i gotta mi- live my life and then you know you get a little bit older and then you're like oh these children have so much to go you know like yeah. There's, there's so much that they can learn. There's so much that they can do. And uh, it got me thinking about just who, how, how they're going to live life. Like the village that we were at didn't have a church. Hmm. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit because everywhere you go, you know, when you're, you're going to missions at least, there's at least like this one church or that one guy that has service at his house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this, this place literally had nothing. But there, everybody knew about Jesus and stuff. And there's some people that really wanted to learn more. So... When we gave out Bibles, like people were trying to get, get them, but it just it just got me to think like these kids are going to grow up without a church. These kids are going to grow up in this kind of environment. These these kids were growing up without like water, and they had water for a little bit, but they you know it just is just this huge thing, and um, it turned into for me like at the end I was like, what if I take one? What if I adopted one? And then I realized they all had families, you know, and then that would, that would be technically called kidnapping. Dude. My, my, <laughs> I don't think it's technically, dude. <laughs> That's just straight up crime right <laughs> my there. Mission, my mission team people were like, that is considered kidnapping. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, these these kids have families. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that there was your church there to help you stay accountable. <laughs> That's why we go on missions on teams, folks. On teams. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people like me don't kidnap. Exactly. Children. That sounds. I sound very pedophilic or something. I don't know, but yeah. Well, I gotta um, be honest. There, your whole spiel there is kind of like borderline uh, p- predator there. But I'm, are you I'm serious? Just, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, like my heart out, and yeah. you're like you're a predator. <laughs> I'm, just, you're a predator. Yeah, I'm just getting <laughs> creeped out back here, like oh, Chandler and kids, huh? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was just thinking about this episode, and I think one of the things that um, God has impressed upon my heart after this missions was just um, adoption and how it deals with the church. And when you're on missions, sometimes you you get face to face with um, these children. And I think um, to a to a certain degree, a lot of people are scared of adoption. A lot of people are, you know, it's not it's not just like missions is you can leave, you know, or there's going to be a, a time when you leave or you have a family back at home, but when your family, like you adopt someone, that's you bring them into your family, and you're not gonna their family, you know. Right, and you don't know who they are, where they're coming from, what they're capable of, what inner yeah. evils they have, and you know what, what they're what, gonna what, deal with, how yeah, what's yeah. gonna happen with them. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, I think 
those are things that like I I've had a heart for adoption a little bit and I've been thinking about it, but I think after this missions it got a little bit more uh real in my mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think when I think of the body of Christ <laughs> It's my transition there, folks. Uh, Galatians three twenty six. For you, you can like all, hear you smiling when you said the body of Christ. I am smiling and I have like this fat Joker smile. Trying to be slicker than you actually are, I there, buddy. I'm not slick. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me the coarse man, very rough. <laughs> all right, but um, Galatians three twenty six. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ, or mm. Christ Jesus. Um, NASB. So is this sons as in like the Helios, the glaring? Where are you fl- getting? Oh, oh, Helios. I'm like, <laughs> where are you getting this vocabulary from? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been reading a lot of Greek fiction. Are you serious? Well, this was a while ago. You mean you mean Greek mythology? <laughs> not Greek mythology, but Greek mythology inspired fiction. What? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to say that. I don't want to say the name because it's just gonna put me back into like middle school. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, like so animorphs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't heard that. that <laughs> okay, no, no, no. But then not sons as in like S U N S, but sons, we're all of sons and daughters. S O N S of God, yes, right? Sons yes, of God. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And uh, Galatians four one seven. This is a bit long, but I'm just gonna read it. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything. But he is under guardian managers until the date set by the father. I'm just reading the whole context, okay? So also, we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the whole, the spirit of his son into our hearts crying abba father therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a slave then an heir through god amen amen i think uh this this idea i think um not just idea but the fact that we we are adopted we are sons and ultimately speaking, we were adopted into like royalty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we 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 got crowns when we were like slaves and we we had nothing and then we got everything, which it's is salvation. like a pretty woman going on. Just Dude, I don't even remember that movie. Pretty woman was basically a prostitute who got won over by a rich lawyer. But Sorry, that was a terrible analogy. No, okay. but I think that's 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 true. That's yeah. fact. You know? Well, because so like yeah, basically the story is that uh, with with uh, someone who redeemed her life, you know, all of a sudden her life became of something of value once again, which is kind of going into what you're saying about us being adopted into the into the as heirs and inheritors of the kingdom of God, right? Right. So, um, it. This this the gospel message is basically revolving around kind of adoption, if you think about it a little bit. Sure. And it it made me think like, what is the church doing? You know, um, what are we doing? Um, what am I doing? 
And I think um, adoption is kind of a scary process, like what we're talking about. And there's a couple of things that made me, I guess, think. Have you? Did you ever think of adoption at all? Well, you know, it's actually something that I still think about. But uh, I think this is kind of a good, good transition into the next section. Um, like for me, I don't have the, the kind of career that could uh, that looks good on paper. Not well enough to be able to take on another kid. You know, um, like just the, the financial requirements of, of what it is to have to be able to uh, adopt another child um right it's kind of tough you know and i you started you jotted some of these uh, uh tidbits down on here but uh yeah i mean it's something i've always thought about it's actually my wife's dream one day that we go into the mission field and open up an orphanage are you so, serious well that's uh, you know like this is after we retire from everything and We've raised our own kids and stuff like that, too. So for us, it's always been something to uh, it's like um, plan, say, like G, you know, uh, where we have a lot of other things. But it's just not in the forefront of our of our desire just because of financial realities of our, our own current. Wait, what do you mean by G? I don't understand. Like G like, for gangster? Or? No, no, dude, like <laughs> after A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So like plan number seven out of. Oh, okay, okay. All the other life goals that we have in mind. And it's something that we want to fall back to eventually, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know. But uh, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like some, something you've been thinking about, but now even more so? Yeah, even more so. I'm not, I'm not thinking, like, this is going to happen right now. Um, but it's a developing thought and has definitely developed more so than it has ever. According to the, the notes that you wrote out here, it looks like you've done a little bit of research. Maybe you could share with everybody just a little bit. So yeah. um, one of the scary things is finances. And I think uh, I kind of looked it up. There's a, a website called adoptionhelp.org. Okay. And, this is uh, an official organization, right? Dot org I have is no usually idea. I, I, just, I just did a little bit of research, and this is where I came um, with the numbers. <laughs> right. But usually a dot .org is a good indication of a, of a legitimate website. Yep. So, so. everybody go to um, chandler.org, and you'll get the best information. I'm, I'm just playing. Man. I don't, I'm I don't even want to condone that, dude. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if that's a real website. Don't go there. Um, but yeah, on the website, I found that um, the the um, well, we live in Orange County, or right. not really. You don't live in Orange County, but well, yeah, I'm in the do. Orange County area. So um, if you adopt from the foster system here, um, which means they're usually older, sometimes um, young children or babies get put in there but it's very rare it's uh zero to a thousand dollars depending on i guess the situation and what's happening mm. which is actually quite affordable but i don't think it seems like a lot of people don't adopt like to adopt like when they're middle not middle-aged children how do, how do you say it like children that are kind of grown up they're not babies anymore right so maybe not necessarily toddlers but a little more like a, a child you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're 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 uh, beyond infancy beyond infancy probably in like um, I don't know, junior high, middle school, high school kind of thing mm -hmm. is from what I heard, right. what I was reading. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you go into other nonprofits and other places, um, possibly even internationally, the fees are about zero to fifty thousand dollars, depending on the place you're going to. I heard it's closer to fifty. Zero to so fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So fifty thousand is usually the the amount you're looking for, but I heard that they don't. 
they don't pay for your plane tickets if you're adopting overseas. Right. So if you're going to go to them, then you have to pay for your own plane ticket, your transportation, room and board, those kind of things. And you just, you're kind of expected to pay for that stuff yourself, you know? Sure. Um, so it's, it's quite a hefty, hefty sum. What's cool is, um, when I, when I first got my job at my company, um, I was look, paging through the benefits and, uh, they actually had adoption assistance, like as a benefit uh, for, is, for your company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa. So okay. I wanted to adopt, I can apply for that and they'll give me like X number of dollars that they can write off. Oh, so they're actually willing to help financially invest in helping you adopt another child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it reminded me that, Hey, you have something that can help you with this. Sure. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think um, one of the big things is finances. You know, once you adopt them, it's not like that's where the finances end. You kind of pay for everything else. Right, that's where it all begins. Right, that's where it all begins. Yeah, <laughs> now now you have a recurring uh, recurring payment plan. <laughs> sure, and from what I understand, um, raising a kid can set you back upwards of up, up to the millions from what infancy to eighteen years old. I, I I won't doubt it. I was there's a lot of what is it called. Um, young adults that are having children at my church now yeah and yeah they're all talking about it one of them's uh graduated from ucla is a M- graduate from ucla mba and he's in um like finance and counting yeah yeah oh. <laughs> so he's doing he does all the budgets he does all the, all the budgets and then he's like, the but once you have two kids there's economies of scale so you can <laughs> once you have three kids then it's even better but when you have four you have to change the the, the car and everything has to change yeah, so it's actually yeah. more expensive at four <laughs> right but you know what's even tougher about having five three kids is that uh, whenever you buy like fam- family packages oh, they, they always come in fours dude or if you get that. like a hotel if you go on a trip uh there's enough room for an even number but that odd man out that means you're sleeping on the floor there buddy you know and then what's what's interesting about actually three is probably the number because when you fit two car seats let's say you have two children in the back mm-hmm. you can't fit someone in the middle while yeah. two car seats are in the back so maybe three is that number <clears throat> but hey but i beg to differ <laughs> i just rode in the car like two days ago where there was a car seat pregnant wi- woman in the middle and then i was sitting on the left side and yeah it was a little uncomfortable maybe what, that's what, not what, a good idea. what car what car was it this was a nissan rogue so it's like a mid-sized oh it's suv not, not it's not that big well, it's bigger than a sedan, but it's it's like a, one of those smaller SUVs, I guess. I don't know how you categorize it. But it's uh actually yeah compact sports utility vehicle. Oh, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get above the compact, I think once you get into like a SUV hmm. that range, I think it's okay. The the compact sports utility vehicle is probably bigger than a sedan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some pretty big sedans. But why are we talking about cars? Yeah, so. <laughs> Finances, um, I think, is a big thing that people worry about. And yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you have to really consider if you're going to adopt. Um, I think there are cheaper options if you really do have the heart. Um, what's stopping, you know? Like, you can right. adopt for, it says $1,000 from OC Foster Care. Right, right. But, yeah. Um, other than that, I think, go ahead. Uh, so, I want to put in an interesting plug here because, you know, that's typically the skewed version of oh, what we see in the gospel as well. You know how we were discussing this first and foremost because this is kind of like us being adopted into the family of christ well the thing is a lot of people treat that as a one-time deal where christ bought our life at that one moment and that's it but we have to understand that christ is constantly standing there and 
in heaven are vying and pleading for our case to to bring us into into the kingdom with him as well you know so it's not it wasn't just a one-time payment to to win our souls but he's constantly paying us off even to this day He's paying us off like yeah. car payment. Yeah, like we're we're <laughs> those expensive one million dollar spirit one million kingdom dollar babies. Kingdom dollar kingdom dollar babies. And until we die, we're not even gonna be self sufficient. And even when as we're dead, we're gonna be indebted to Christ. But God God adopted a whole planet full of children. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like we, we cheapen the gospel making it seem like it's just a one time thing, but you know, adoption is a real good illustration of, of of the tremendous grace that christ has uh imparted on our behalf yeah <laughs> sorry but i just want to put that plug in there because you know it's such a it's such a true and uh no it's, it's, fact. it's the best type of plug because you're plugging jesus <laughs> <laughs> i can always get away with those right yeah For sure but uh yeah besides finances uh a lot of people worry about um family if you have your own children already Oh, how they would interact with one another. Yeah, and I found out an interesting thing about adoption is that if they, if you ever become pregnant during the adoption process, yeah, that they pause you until your child is however many, maybe like a year old or something. Oh, so you're saying like if I was part, if I, if I was an applicant and pending an adopting child, and my family became pregnant during that time, then we're our our application itself is is paused. Yeah. From okay, what okay. I've I've heard, um, I don't know if every adoption agency does this, but I heard this is one of the things that they do. Um, I think it's because they don't want you to have a child and then have another adopted child and then have to take care of both. I think it'll just be a better experience if you have um, focus on one or the other during that okay. time. Because I think That's children in itself is a very like we had a dog. Mm-hmm. We we have a, we had a puppy that we we're taking care of. Um, <laughs> She was, puppy was a multi poo, three months old, like freaking one pound, and this this thing was getting hypoglycemic, so we had to feed it every uh, every like three hours or whatever. Sure, sure, yeah. And we were getting up at like two, three in the morning, four in the morning, feeding this puppy. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even do that much feeding. I didn't even do like any feeding. I just woke up and kind of like opened my eyes and watched Dina feed the dog. But I was yeah. just like, dang, oh my gosh, this is crazy, and this is gonna happen to us. Ah! So I take it you don't have any kids yet? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean... This I'm not ashamed. I'm not... I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I was just joking as in that that's like an, such an obvious thing, but... Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And a lot of people... I don't know if a lot of people, but talking to some people, it's like, yeah. When we're telling you these things, people told me and it didn't hit me, but... I feel like I'm one of those people that, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and uh, we're going to be ready. <laughs> but then, who knows, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. You can all eat. Uh, yeah. I just had a discussion with uh, one of my mentors about that, and there's really nothing that gets you ready for it, dude. Yay, baby talk. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, um, let's go on to this last section you got here, huh? Yeah, hold on. So a um, couple other things is... Uh, um, how will some people have to understand, like, if you adopt a child of a different race, I think the, the perception might be a little bit different mm. and people might look at you guys funny. We saw, um, we saw a Caucasian family walking around Disney world. Um, and they had like a Korean, Korean, or like some Asian, 
Yeah, some Asian girl, and she was like, I don't know how old she was. She was like two, maybe. Right. She wasn't talking straight, but she was walking around doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think when I saw that, I was kind of confused at first, and I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. Right. But I'm sure that's something that they have to deal with a lot, and it's like, are you babysitting her? Oh, no, no, she's our, my daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, um, in the line of work that I'm in, uh, when I see a lot of the other coworkers that I ha- I have from other regions of the country, it's not that uncommon to see, to be honest. But one of the interesting things about intercultural adoption is that um, you can't avoid the glaring, glaringly obvious fact that, yes, I was adopted into my family, you know? And yeah, I know some pe- some families prefer to not let this information be revealed until the child is ready for it. But, you know, there's just no denying I'm yellow and you're white. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's no getting away from that. Except I'm not yellow unless you're yellow. I'm actually more of a beige. No, let's be honest, more of a brown. You're a dark brown. (laughs) And with all that hair, you're practically black. I'm more like caramel, dude. Caramel. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. So there, yeah, there, there is a lot of interesting uh, challenges that come to those who do adopt their own children. Um, and you know, the question is always going to linger: Who are my real biological parents? Despite the fact that I do love my own parents, uh, who who have raised me, you know, and yeah. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, I have actually uh, had a number of classmates who were adopted, and they shared their experiences and. You like I can't even get into empathy level understanding because it's something I'll never be able to grasp. You know. Yeah. Well, we kind of could understand with Jesus, but even then, it's not. You know. Right. Maybe in heaven we'll all understand. Right. Um. So I think the big thing here is um sharing life um and family with someone outside of your own. Um, taking someone in and it makes a huge impact on their life obviously Mm -hmm. Um, you're taking them out of where they are and bringing them and providing for them Mm -hmm. Um, you get a chance to influence life um, in a positive way and you are changing life literally I don't know these are just things and um, it made me think like what tools what resources do I have and um, who, who can I talk to about this kind of stuff and there's not many places, you know. Just as a side note, too, I know that it's a little harder for younger couples to adopt a child. Really? Uh, just in that um, there's so many variables that can happen as we uh, continue to grow older as adults. Uh-huh. But then again, those can be outweighed and, like, factor factored in differently and stuff, too. But um, I believe... It's slightly easier for more mature, as in like a more seasoned adult, to be able to adopt a child because you know, like especially like you and me, we've been married for less than five years, and yes, there's still a lot of uncertainties within uh, our early stages of marriage too, and including finances. <laughs> finances. <laughs> That's yes, probably what they look at too. <laughs> you know, and even statistically, it's like most diver- divorces happen within the first five years of marriage and stuff like that too. So yeah, like yeah. government. Uh, or when adoption agencies look at this, of course, they're going to follow the, the statistical likelihood as opposed to looking at you 
subjectively and thinking like oh this person is really good and i really want yeah. them to have a good shot at it because you know the psychological damages that happen to an adopted child that's already once been uh given up for adoption and given back into adoption it's just too it's so much to overcome you know that's crazy that's crazy yeah, yeah. so there's there's a lot of stuff that factors into that too so you know, it's something that w- i guess we younger folks can think about but kind of something that we need to aspire to as for right now and um maybe f- it could be a challenge to the any of our older audience to to really put into consideration as well yeah i get you mm. yeah so uh this is definitely uh not just a feel good thing um i don't think it should ever be considered just a feel good thing um because it's a real thing you know right and real things aren't always happily ever after um but i think one of the big things that we need to do is get churches involved and i think there are some churches that are doing it and challenging their their members right especially um, in the orange county actually i think really um well i i know of some churches that do it and make a big push for it yeah but predominantly in the caucasian culture yeah yeah definitely i see that um but yeah some churches are doing it but i think um there's got to be i don't know maybe there's a lot maybe i don't know i just don't know about it but um i feel like what jesus preaches and or what jesus states and where we are and who we are and what we have to do as a church i think this has got to be on the radar of every church and not just like caucasian churches you know right right and th- this is just something that got me thinking and i think um once once i guess your own church opens it up and challenges your people challenges people that have never thought about it to think about it um i think that's when a lot of hearts change and that's when people do um rise to the challenge or really think about it and and struggle with it and maybe they don't do it maybe people like someone like me will never adopt maybe someone else that say uh i'm never gonna have kids end up ends up adopting you know Mm. um but yeah i think the average person really doesn't know um or hasn't really been challenged personally Mm. or doesn't know where to to start but jesus states a lot of different things there's a one thing i can tell is that Hey guys, you have to understand. Uh, Chandler usually never prepares the passages. I'm always preparing them for each <laughs> each podcast. But in this episode alone, Chandler's prepared like three different passages. Quiet, you. Three different <laughs> references. So this is something that uh, he clearly feels very passionate about. But um, maybe maybe the number of scriptures equals passionate. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. There's a grand total of like 20 verses that you've you've you cited. Calm down, calm down. They're all from like Bible Gateway and uh, another website. <laughs> I've never heard of these websites. <laughs> you don't know about Bible Gateway? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are a liar. You you preach. Uh, <laughs> you have to know about that website. You didn't memorize the the whole Bible during your bar mitzvah? Dude, are you Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, dude. I had a I had a quinceanera, quinceanero cuz I'm a boy. <laughs> uh, that's not how that works, dude. I had a quesadillo. Uh, you guys don't have quinceaneras. We have quinceaneros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the last scripture is uh, John one verse six through thirteen. There came a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. He ca- okay. I just added that. I shouldn't have added that. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe him. 
believed through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to him, to them, he gave the right to become the ch- become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This one has a lot of him pronouns, so I think you guys, if you want to look at it, re- look it up, John 1, verse 6 to 13. But um, it clearly states that he gave us the right to become um, children of God, and that's through Jesus. Amen. Daniel, what were you doing? No, I was I was reading along. It's a it's a good passage. Are, are you I'm playing? Are to... you playing Hearthstone? No, dude. I'm trying to digest. Are you playing Hearthstone digest... during the podcast? <laughs> I actually saw you online while I was uh, recording. Oh shoot! I I didn't turn it off. <laughs> actually, I was I, joking. I I I didn't cause, check. Cause 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 you were online and I I was like, where are you? We need to start the podcast. And you're like, hold on, I'm taking something, doing something in the restroom. <laughs> I'm taking I'm doing something uh, Gee I wonder what that is Relieving myself Yeah I'm relieving myself (laughs) Dropping the kids off at the pool Oh man So that's it guys Thanks for joining us today It was kind of heavy It was kind of crazy But uh, I don't know It made me think a little bit more Daniel what about you It made me Wish I had a brain Because I'm the scarecrow (laughs) Oh my gosh Alright so follow Follow uh, Daniel on On Hearthstone (laughs) No please don't you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, my handle is <laughs> at superdan0. That's the number zero, superdan0. Oh, man. Uh, you can follow me at Boom Chandler. Um, don't follow me. Subscribe to my YouTube channel instead of watch all my videos and tell all your friends about it. It's uh, channel cl- channel's called CHNDLR Videos. So it's like Chandler Videos. Chandler without the yeah Chandler videos it's like you Schindler, can't say it without like sounding Chandler. man yeah or constipated well, you, I guess. well I guess if you spoke without any vowels you would always speak mad <laughs> try to say hi with hi my name is without any verse <laughs> wait, wait you just said try to say hi my name is without any verbs oh I mean <laughs> I guess you, can, I guess you can say how my name is without any verbs on. No, is is a being verb. Oh shoot, isn't it? Yeah, isn't I, I think you're called? right. Yeah. Hi, my name. Daniel. <laughs> my name Daniel. All right, so don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, that really helps. Um, if you rate our, our, uh, our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and we see it. Um, we'll read it out loud. Um, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds cool. And we have the liberty to say, to change it to anything we want if it's <laughs> anything less than five stars. <laughs> wait, wait, so you're saying we could change the number of stars that they give us? No, 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 no. Oh. We'll say uh, this is a one star review. Um, this review says you guys are the best podcast in the world. <laughs> Actually, you are like the number one star. More expletive than, than articles. Yes, but if it's, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Keep the fire burning. That's uh, Daniel doing weird, ugly sound effects of fire burning. No, I actually fell asleep for a second. My bad. Oh, you're snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take care, everybody. 
Have I a great week. Back. See you guys. We'll be back again next week, hopefully.